Welcome to First Off, You're Wrong, the inaugural episode, the first episode, actually the second episode, but we recorded the first one three times, twice, something like that, and it didn't come out right. This and is we a podcast. still aren't going to release the first one. <laughs> this is a podcast by two dudes smart enough to see problems, but too dumb to figure out how to fix them. I'm Luke, with me is Jeremiah. Hello. This episode is sponsored by our wallets because we don't have sponsors and who would want to sponsor this? Technically, this episode is sponsored by Goodman Enterprise. Organization. Organization. Close enough. Close I was going to say that. I was actually going to say this is sponsored by Goodman Organization, but I was like, Ugh. and I was like, maybe I was going to do a whole spiel like the premier Section 8. Yes. Like, uh, if you landlord. are looking for Section 8 housing That's right. in the area me. that we live in, you come to then Luke. He'll you take come care to. Of you. Goodman, Goodman organization, organization not, not enterprise. enterprise. That's for some reason always enterprise. Anyway, like we said, we had this episode or another episode with another topic already recorded twice, and God really didn't want us to um, go through with it or something because it did not happen it didn't twice. Work ever. What was the, what was the first problem? It, well, we we first spent off, like four hours. We before couldn't we even... get any of the microphones to like work at That's the right. same time. So then we that. tried to record it off of one microphone and it just sounded like doo-doo so then we just gave up after about three hours of saying the same thing for 15 minutes and then it just bricking and then having to restart all over again then we came back again a second time and recorded the whole show and didn't think to check the microphone levels when we recorded it and jeremiah left and then i i go to like okay i'm gonna listen to it make sure everything's good and then i listen to the sound and jeremiah's like Talking normally, but it sounds like he's whispering, and I'm like, I cannot believe this. And so I text him on the way. I was like, Hey, bad news. Everything doesn't work. And I'm sure he was like, Hi, okay, man, really? And then I was like, No, seriously, it does not work. It's not going to work. Anyway, so we're gonna try this episode now, and then something catastrophic will more than likely happen. That's okay with us. We'll get over it. A lot of our friends and family have said, Why are you doing a podcast? You shouldn't do a podcast. Everyone is doing a podcast, and so here we are. And we're going to do a podcast because we like to talk and usually it's us talking to each other and no one listens. So so now we're just going to monetize our conversations. Yes, we don't even have to monetize it. I'll just do this for free. I'm fine with talking for free. You know, whatever. I'll take, be your keynote speaker at your graduation. It is graduation season. Contact me at our Twitter page, F underscore O underscore Y underscore W, not M, but W. Um, that's on Twitter. And then also, I think we're going to have TikTok up and running at some point whenever we get some video on here because I can't get a camera yet. So when we get a video or, sorry, when we get a camera and we can do some video uh, stuff, we're going to get that nice and edited up and start posting some TikToks of our nice um, conversations that are definitely not controversial or, um, you know, opinionated and whatsoever. Not controversial at all. In fact, I would say that if people have problems with what we talk about, um, they should just shut up. They should just read the... They should just read like the title of the show. Yeah, because maybe they realize they're wrong. It's the first of, thing. Speaking of the title of the show, Luke, what are people wrong about this week? All right, so this week, what people are wrong about would be children's church. Ooh, children's church. Jeremiah, do you know what children's church? Is? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really. How much experience do you have with children's church? You know, I I do have a, a modicum of experience with children's church. Do you have a PhD a child. in it, or are you more like a master student? You know, I would say I, I I've ascended beyond the doctoral degree. Oh, wow, have, that's crazy. I have potentially 
gained the rank of uh, master in children's master. church. You know, I think I'm master the most of puppets. I am. I am, I am <laughs> no, we don't do puppet ministry at children's church. You know Dude, this. Okay, before we get into this, they're speaking of puppet ministry in my children's church. Actually, this, this all works out. Um, I will never forget. Sometimes I will be sitting around and I will just start laughing about this this happenstance when I was a kid, and it happens. It really does. It happens all the time. We were doing puppets, and they always would have the kids doing the puppets. And then there was this thing where you, whenever you do a puppet, you never leave the mouth open, right? You never, you can't do that. So there's one kid I'll never forget it, and he was supposed to be talking. <laughs> he talks, and he's done. And the mouth of his puppet just slowly opens till it's just like <laughs> wide open. And then someone else is talking and our and our children's pastor walks over to the puppet and just puts his hands on each one of the top of its top lip and its bottom lip and then slowly <laughs> shuts it. And I will literally be sitting like just talking to somebody or just thinking like, you know, men, we just think random <laughs> thoughts and I'll just start laughing hysterically and crying because it was such a ridiculously funny story. Just, just I'll never forget how wide open that mouth of that puppet was. Anyway, sorry. I love Pub Ministry Children's Church. I, Great I, memories. I don't know if that's just a man thing. I have a feeling it is. Just the you're sitting there and you have that. It's either like the intrusive thought or just the completely random memory that is spurred yeah, on it, by like has, another I, I don't really happenstance. See a lot of women doing that, like where they're like just randomly, they're just like. Oh my I try gosh! To explain I explain it. I try to explain it. I just, I just it, thought of this really funny. It's like no, I, it happens to me though all the time. It so what are we talking great. about now? <laughs> all right. So anyway, so children's church. I mean, the problems I guess with children's church. Um, I mean, children's church I think is a good thing in a lot of ways in the church, obviously, what? because it is in the church and it's for the children and it's supposed to be like a. To me though, it seems like a dumbed down version of big church, as they call it, quote unquote. I don't know. I still call it big church. Yeah, I do and too. I don't even have a kid that's old enough to like care of calling it I don't big have church. Any or, kids? Yeah, you still call it big church, right? Oh, because well, yeah. you, you can talk to like the little kids, so, like oh, big church. Yeah, well, you know, I guess. So I think the, to start off with, do you think that churches should have a children's church? Just generally, <sighs> Gen- if, if there's enough kids in the church. Should there be a specialized okay, so I, service for I the kids? I grew up with Children's Church. Um, I did like Children's Church. Ours was like we had a children's pastor. We had like, I'll never forget, they built all these benches. So we had like the benches set up. We had a stage. You had a backstage. Uh, you had the soundboard. So we got to do the soundboard when we got so old enough. it was a production. Enough. It was actually a pretty big deal to do Children's Church there. Like we had the whole room. I mean, it was a big room. But I would say that the one of the biggest things was like, we it wasn't just like a crowd and then like a show happening in front of us like we would split off in like smaller groups and then you, know, you kind of would get to know more and more kids mm-hmm. that way as a kid and then also your leaders like there'd be like multiple parents up there so like they kind of got to know all of us as kids now whether that's good or not i guess i'll get into that later with the parents being up there and stuff but like i like children's church as a kid do i think that now being an adult, even with one kid and another one on the way, I would probably say that I would, I would rather not have children's church. Really? I've been to many churches where there is no children's church, and was it felt fully integrated? Is that the is that what the term is? Or I don't whatever? know if or there's it, a term. It, it's, I, I, it's some. I've heard someone say something. I think it's family in, family oriented or services, say, or whatever like it is. That. But I I. Kn- I guess the number one thing I know this will be about one of my first points, I guess, is that I feel like a lot of times children's church is like babysitting 
where it's like, yeah. I can't control my kid. I'm not saying this for everybody. Not everyone can control their kid, but like a lot of people, I can't control my kid. Well, oh goodness, thank good. Oh no, we got children's churches coming up. So yeah. I, can just, I can just send them down. I don't have to really worry about it anymore. I don't trust my parenting skills enough to control my child for an or, hour Or I'm like embarrassed to like get up out of church. I mean, cause even your dad has talked about it with like, you know, don't be embarrassed to stand up in church and walk out and go discipline your child mm-hmm. because if they're doing something that deserves a disciplinary action or some consequence or whatever. And I think that that a lot of times parents get so embarrassed about that. They're like, oh, I just cannot wait for children's church to come. You know, I can't wait to go shake hands with people, even though I don't want to shake hands because I have anxiety about that. I'm just joking. You never know. Sweaty hands. People might have that, but. I I get where you're coming from with the no children's church mentality. But I would say that if, if it's done right, children's church can be a very beneficial time for kids. Right. Now, I I can agree with that. I had a, a a mixed experience with children's church. There were some sometimes where I would be in children's church, sometimes where I would be in quote unquote big church. With this is my what you talking about when you were a kid, right? Yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, gotcha. And uh, I think that I benefited from both. I would say that for the majority of people that were in a children's church growing up, they didn't get what I think a lot of children are capable of handling when it comes to the Bible and doctrine. Right. A lot of times it would be, this is the story of David and Goliath for the eighth week in a row. Yeah. You Cause know. you know, like we learned about Gideon. I never, yeah. well, I, you know what? This one, actually one weird thing. I've never heard a pastor in quote, big church talk about Gideon, but that's whatever. But yeah, you hear all those stories about, you know, like you said, David and Goliath, Jericho, or Gideon, it's, it's uh, Moses. Yeah. Or Joshua. A lot mm-hmm. of Old Testament stuff too. Yeah, it's because those are because uh, this is where those a lot of the stories, stories, yeah, right? the stories are. And now. so I know, which is a problem, I guess you could say, because where's it, the it doctrine? Can, of... It can be a problem because if you aren't teaching, if you're not, the the best term is catechizing, right? If you're not instructing Ooh. children on doctrine and what they're supposed to believe, and you're just giving them stories, then when they grow up, they're going to deconstruct, quote unquote, deconstruct their faith. Because all they have is stories, they don't have the foundation behind those stories. Right, right. So I know when I, uh, spoiler alert, I've taught children's church a oh, couple no. times. Yeah, actually, he wrote me into teaching it one week. <laughs> I did. I was like, oh, here we go. Um, and then my, of course, my story had to do with David peeing. What? And I, yeah, it was like in the actual notes of the lesson, it said that Saul, not David peeing. I'm sorry, Saul. Saul relieve went to himself, go relieve yeah. himself, and then and it says in it, he says, "Now also tell the kids that that means that he was peeing." And I'm like, "You got to be." And of course, it's my week to do it, and I'm like, Ugh. "Hey!" And he was peeing, and they're like, "Ha oh, ha, Mr. Luke always with the peeing jokes." I'm like, "I don't make pee jokes, okay? <laughs> I make poop jokes. I'm an adult. <laughs> That's right? I don't know. I'm so much older and more mature than you but, guys." But um, one of the first things I focused on, because the way that our church does children's church is it's not one person who is doing children's church indefinitely. We go by semester and it'll be some Which I think is a really good adult thing. couple yeah. who is under the supervision of the leader of children's church who also has his turns um, in instructing the kids. We all take turns for a semester or a quarter teaching kids. That way we don't get burned out and we don't have to keep, you know, reinventing re retelling stories and you know, trying to figure out what are we going to do. It gives us a nice break, and it also gives us a time to go and be in the adult service. The big church. The big church, so that we can be fed as well. Because if we're missing that 
all the time. I understand that there's some people who are in ministries where they just can't be in the Sunday morning service all, all the time. But if you have the ability to, which we do, being in the service the majority of the year is very beneficial because then we can take that same doctrine that is being taught to adults, think about it, chew on it for a while, and then give it to the kids. And that's my big problem is that there's no doctrine being given to the kids. We taught on the fruit of the Spirit, which I think every kid could probably say, oh, yeah, love, joy, peace, patience, so on and so forth. Um, every kid knows that, but they need to have the foundation and the Bible knowledge why does all that to matter? know yeah. why it matters. Yeah. And it's not just, okay, this is how you live a good life. No, this is more than this. This is foundational. Right. Why does I taught the story of Paul, which was difficult because I thought back to when I was a kid, I never learned. I knew who Paul was. I knew he wrote a couple letters and he yeah, did Paul's some cool. Stuff. Teach me about Moses though. But they they <laughs> we we learned about you know, okay, he was uh, he was blinded on the road to Damascus. That's and, and that's then, the story. Yeah, that's the story. But, but what does it matter? What does it matter? Yeah. Right. And so getting into that doctrine, you'd be surprised how much kids can pick up on i taught one sunday or no this was a wednesday night actually i i I taught the kids and we were going through our and our our memory verses and then we would teach on the memory verse the memory verse was second timothy somewhere i'm forgetting the reference but it's all scripture is given by inspiration of god and my whole lesson revolved on inspiration of god what does that mean and the greek word for that theanoustos which is God breathed. Every one of those kids, and I'm not saying this to be like, oh, look how good of a teacher I am. I'm Second saying Timothy, this. 2 Timothy 3.16 through 17. Through 17. Um, I'm not saying this to boast on my teaching skills. I'm saying this to boast on the kids that they can pick up more than you would want to say they could. They all came out of there knowing what Theonustas meant and why it was important in the grammatical structure of that sentence. See, this is, but, and with that, I, I, that's, so with me, I don't like children's church because I think that they should be in adult, I don't know, big church, whatever. We're just going to call just it big call church. It Let's church. call it big church because we're, we're, we're talking to children anyway. Um, so big church, I think they should be in big church um, for the regular service because I think that they get this stuff like the children's church stuff in Sunday school. That's what I don't understand is we have a Sunday school for them. Yeah. So we're segmented right there. Like, you know, we got the, the older people in our Sunday school. We got the youngers in theirs. We got the nursery, all that. Because nursery, I'm not like, I mean, nursery is a good thing. I, I don't know. Though, too, it becomes kind of a babysitting opportunity. Should I have a young daughter in the church and, and listening? You know, I, don't, I think it's a good thing. Can she sit down and cooperate? Probably not. But it's okay. I wouldn't really care. But the biggest thing is I think that with children's churches, we're already segmenting them, right, from their parents. Mm -hmm. And then I think when it comes to big church, we're like segmenting them again. We come and we sing together. We do the worship part. So to them, it's kind of like, and I remember this kind of mentality when I was a kid. The, The singing seemed important because it was like, okay, I'm in big church for the singing. But when we go to greet each other um and, and say hello and all that stuff then i can leave and i can go to children's church yeah you run down the hall get in line everyone's happy and excited and then we go to children's church and i think there's just so much segmentation like we already everything in our lives like seg like tries to either separate the parents from the kids 
and that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying like the church is actively trying to, 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 to separate the, the parents and the kids. I'm just saying it's just more separation. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, and like you said, I think that children can understand a lot of things being said in quote, big church. And I think that if really, I, I don't think that pastors have to preach so, so uh, like, I don't know, like, I don't know how the words to say, like, very scholarly to the point where a kid couldn't understand. I think the pastor should be able to preach so that a child could understand what they're saying. And I think that a lot of pastors can. I think that a lot of pastors have that ability. And maybe because they know there's no children that they preach where it's more aimed towards an older audience. But I think that, like, I mean, besides, like, a a, a sermon about sex, I think that a lot of topics that we talk about in big church a kid could understand absolutely and the bible is for its depth and for its i don't i don't know what the right word is but its depth for all that it is simple Mm -hmm. it is easy to understand if you really get down to nitty-gritty it's super simple yes like not saying we should take everything in the bible at a surface level because that could lead to some issues if you're not looking into, you know, okay, what is the actual sentence? What is what is the Greek for this? Because in this sentence, meat means one one thing, and the other sentence, meat means an, a totally other thing. So what are we trying to say here? You should get that knowledge, and you should understand why, you know, it's not written in English. It's it was written in other languages, and we're trying we translated it. Correct. Yeah. But. The simple gospel can be conveyed to a child easily, and that doesn't take away from its depth in any way. But I also think that like bigger topics, like, I mean, we're talking about, um, even, even like serving in the church, right? We've gone through first and second Timothy, um, is that right? Yes. First, second Timothy. Now you got me because I'm like, (laughs) anyway, sorry. So we've been going through that or we went through that already. I think a kid could understand that. I think a kid could sit down and listen to pastor mm-hmm. talk about those things and be like, okay, this is this is something I can understand. I'm not saying like my one-year-old daughter is going to understand mm-hmm. that. No, yeah. but I think that a five-year-old that comes in there that's as a kindergarten grade or kindergarten that, level can understand yeah, something that, like that. That I think I've heard a lot of people disparage people, not, not disparage in a, you know, talk or slanderous sense, but say they don't agree with some people may have slandered him or them for it but people like Vody Bauckham because he has explicitly stated no children's church no nursery at his churches because he wants the families together i think steven anderson did the same thing uh, we don't <laughs> don't get me started on steve anderson we're gonna have a whole other episode Look, on that KJV that guy uh, KJV just only. that wonderful man who's out yes. in Arizona, hey, those tight pants, um, man. Uh, Not his tight pants. How about you go 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 kick a pulpit? <laughs> um, but Vody Bauckham, um, speaking of Arizona, James White and Jeff Durbin's church in Phoenix, they do the same thing. I would say my cousin's church in Colorado, and they do the same thing. For, where uh, they have for where they now. have everyone in the same service. But let me ask you this: Your cousin's church mm-hmm. is it one service on Sundays or two? One, one. That's where I think the distinction needs to be made. If there is one, if your church for some reason has the capacity to only do one service on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. I think the children, I'll go as far as to say the children must be in the church with the families. 
I won't right. say because you're saying like ours only ha- ours has two. The because night we and have the two services yeah. in the evening service, the children come yeah, into the, the into big church yeah. and they're able to get that teaching and be trained in that way to sit in a pew. It's you know it's trained Even to Wednesday sit nights in a pew too and during the summer. Yeah and, yeah, and during the summer as well. But if you're only going to have one service and the children get separated, then when it's time for them to come back and actually sit in church, they're going to be bored because it's not. You know, having fun with your friends and sitting, you can wiggle and you can do what you want to do. Even if it's a good children's church, even if you're sitting there and you're instructing them in what they need to learn and you're giving them wisdom and you're teaching them sound doctrine, I would say that that is unwise on the part of the church to separate the kids from their families and separate them from the rest of the church because the children are just as much part of the church as the adults. And when they are raised to, yeah, we go to the same church, but I'm really not in that church until I'm 13 or whenever. Then when they are that age and they do have to come back and sit in a service, they're going to hate it. I also think it builds resentment with that point too, yeah. because you have kids. That I like, was having fun, but now I got to sit. Exactly. In the and you know what? It happened to me at my old church. So when I, when I, like when I was a kid and I moved up from kids church to big church, I remember I was like, Oh man, I was so PO'd. I was just like, I don't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, church isn't fun. Yeah. That, that was the thing. Church isn't fun. Because in yeah. my mind, like, nowadays I go to church. I'm like, I want to go to church. Like, I, I want to go and I want to learn more either about being a better husband, a better, obviously a better Christian each time, sanctification, all that that comes with it. I want that each Sunday. But when I was a kid and I went into big church, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I'm yeah. tired of going to church. Oh, mom, I have a stomach ache. Oh, dad, I, I my toe hurts. You know, whatever could get me out of going to church. When I was older, I just was done because mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times you get to be, you get to move from kids' church to big church, and then you're like, okay, so the fun's all over. Like, do I really like church? As opposed to if I was used to going, because we'd also at that church we had, we had a morning service, and night was night was small groups. They do small okay. group stuff, but we'd still the kids would go do something. Like they would, either we would run around the church and play Pokemon or something, or we would, yeah, I know, I blas- realize, what blast! Wow, such a liberal. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Steven Anderson would be very uh, He probably would be. Um, but, like, you know, we would do stuff like that, or there'd be something for us. So that was, you know. Yeah, something to keep the kids occupied. Right, because but, they're, and, I, they're, I think, and again, I think it built resentment in the long run because I'm sitting there like, later on, I don't want to go to church, Mom. I don't want to mm-hmm. go to church, Dad. Like, this is boring. Like, And this here, fun. I'll, I'll say this, too. When I was a kid, I had wise enough parents that made me come to church when it was church time and we were, I was supposed to be in big church, Mm -hmm. right? They didn't allow me to go goof off with my friends during, we did small groups like once or twice a month as well in church growing up. They didn't allow me to run off while, you know, someone was teaching the lesson. No, I had to sit there and I had to be still and I had to listen. I also had to take I didn't have to, but I was encouraged to. Did your take dad notes. like quiz you? No. Well, he would ask us my, questions. My but... dad would facetiously do that to me at lunch. He'd be like, "Hey, what do we talk about?" I'm like, yeah. Dad, come on, stop it. Stop, <laughs> Dad. Oh, You're so annoying. That's why I don't but, go to church. But at when I was a kid, I looked at that and I was like, "All my friends just get to go do whatever they want." Yeah. Why can't my dad be cool? And then as time went on, I realized, oh. All those friends that I had that were goofing off and having fun and then they got older, I can say almost definitively none of them are in the church anymore. Well, and also, I think now, that, I, I do need to say that. 
caveat correlation does not equal causation i'm not saying that if you let your kids go have yeah, fun and play yeah, dodgeball that they're going to disen you know dodgeball disengage from the church people to leave christ but i am saying that when you don't put the emphasis on the correct things you are opening that door to allow them right to and leave i think that the okay, church so i think that that's also a thing is that it's good for parents to like look at their kids and be like when the kid asks why aren't you letting me go to children's church? Let's say you don't want your kid to go to children's church. Like I'm, I'm for not going to church. Now, when my daughter gets to be the age where she can go, um, I guarantee you that my wife and I are going to have that talk. And I guarantee you my wife is going to say she needs to go to children's church. And I guarantee you I'm going to say she doesn't need to go. And then we're going to have a nice little discussion about it. And then I will prevail. I'm joking. I don't really know what's going to happen. <laughs> I might change my mind by that time. But at this I, point. I would like to change your mind on that. I disagree I, I, with at, you. At this point, it's like, you know, I'm where I'm at. And I'm not sitting here being like, and I'm adamantly, staunchly against it. And I'm never going to do it. Like, I obviously, I, I got to think about it more, especially when it comes down to it. But I'm giving you my spiel. But I think that parents, if you do hold your kid out of children's church, youth group, uh, small group, whatever it is. You need to sit down and talk to your kid and be like, hey, this is why I'm holding you out of this. This is why I want you in the church with me. This is why I want you listening to our pastor speak. Like you need to sit down and explain that or you're going to build a resentful kid. Can I? Yeah. Can I? I want to ask you this question. Yeah, go ahead. Are are you trying to stump me? Well, I'm trying to change your mind. If you aren't comfortable with your child... Going to the children's church at the church you are a member of, why are you a member of that church? No, it's not that I don't trust like that they're going to tell them something I don't want them to hear. It's which one's more edifying. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I can look at things and go, this isn't necessarily evil. I'm not saying, I'm not sitting here going like children's church and the people that teach are Confirmed, evil. Confirmed, Luke yeah. hates <laughs> children. But it's like it, it, it comes down to which one do I think is more edifying for my kid do i think that it's better for me to have my kid um with me in service or is it better to have my kid like going and do i think oh well this is maybe better for them to understand it they should go to children's church they can understand it better um and that's where i think that the problem comes into if i feel like my kid is old enough whether that's he's he or she is five or six or whatever to sit there and listen to our pastor speak i'm gonna have that kid in service with me um, and I will explain to them when they ask, why do my friends get to run off and do that? And I have to sit here. I think it's, it, they need to understand this is more important than I get to goof off my friends. Like, I'm not saying as a five-year-old, like, hey, you know, I'm not going to sit there. Your entire life, like, is, is like, it's completely relying on this. But it kind of is, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So if I think there's more edification and better things happening for my kid in the service, I'll keep them there. Yeah. That, so again, it's not, I hate children's church or I don't, or I think that I can't trust the You want what's there. best for your child. I want the best and teaching I would, and stuff I for would my child. highly encourage that if that is your motive, then you Then I need to go be children's church? No, you need to communicate that to your child. Because if you just yeah. say, no, we're not doing that, that's going to open 100%. up. A hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. I could you never have to just say, sit there and be like, oh, uh, Georgia, I'm not going to, like, I'm not telling you what, because I said so. That's, I think, is one of the worst things to say in this, because this is so delicate where you see, like, the boomer generation that did that, where it was like, hey, uh, because I said so, you're not doing yeah. this. It's like, no, I think that the kid is old enough to understand why, and you need to say it specifically. This is why I don't want you going. This is why I'm holding you back. 
to stay with me in church. It's yeah. a big deal. I mean, like the kid hierarchy and even in church, like in school, like you want your kid to assimilate. You want your kid to be friendly mm-hmm. with all and have friends. We have people in our church that don't that don't send their kids to children's church. Those kids are still friends with all the other kids. Yeah. Nothing different about them. And I think their parents do a good job with that. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying it's possible. And, I, I, and, I, it, and it may be weird to the kids, not to their kids, but to other kids seeing it. But I think that they're, you know, you get used to it after a while and you're like, okay, well maybe that's just the way they are. And, and you they, can, we got to respect that. Kids don't know how to hide emotions. Oh, so no. you can, you can look <laughs> no. at the kids who stay in the service and I can tell looking at all of them, either they might not feel well and they don't want to go downstairs. Mm-hmm. They want to stay upstairs with yeah. mom and dad, which that's a whole other can of worms that we don't have to get into. Or they understand why they are up there. And even though they might be a little bit bummed out when everyone goes out, as soon as the preaching starts, they're sitting there and they are engaged in the service. Yeah. They might not be as engaged as, you know, some of the adults, but they are still listening yeah, and they are still getting to take a lot. like ridiculously yeah. like detailed I, I would notes say like too, one thing that helped me, I remember very distinctly, I forget who it was, but an older man in art in my church growing up, I was staying in the Sunday service one Sunday morning, me and Jay, um, were sitting there and as we're sitting there, Jay's his brother. Yes. We <laughs> did our handshaking time. And I turn around, and this older man hands me and my brother a sheet of paper that had a bunch of words written on it, and just random words. It was, you know, one of them was shepherd, one of them was God, one of them was Jesus, and then it was like, you know, Dwayne Johnson, Legos. It was. This is real. Okay. Yeah, 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 Dwayne Johnson is not the. Okay. No, these were all random words. He wrote. He wrote a bunch of words, both some from the Bible and some from. Um, the, from just pop culture or yeah. toys that we would know, things that we would know. I was probably like eight or nine. So secular and spiritual yeah. pretty much. And he said, I want you boys to mark down every single time pastor says one of these words during the service and whoever gets the better count is going to get a prize. Hmm. You know how close attention me and my brother paid to that service? I don't remember what the service was about, but I guarantee you, I sat there scribbling away like, I got to get this count perfect because he is testing me and he is going to give me a prize. You know what? We both got a piece of gum after a service. So if you're a parent, you can make the service engaging. You can, for lack of a better term, gamify things. You yeah. can tell them, hey, I, I don't think make you need to like scare yeah. them and be like, oh, hey, uh, by the way, when we get to lunch... There's gonna be a yeah. quiz, kind of like how my dad did. I mean, he wasn't okay. He wasn't like ridiculous, like and mean to me about it. But, but he was just like, uh, he, we get there. So what did he talk about? And I'm like, dude, I am like 12. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are 45. All right. How about oh, you tell no. me? How about you tell? I think I me. did that one time. My dad was not much of a. He didn't really care. <laughs> he wasn't like a disciplinarian kind of guy. He didn't really care about the yes sirs and no sirs. And I think I said it to him, and he just looked at me and just laughed. I think he just liked the the, the spunk of his kid. Like, wow, he really said that to me. But I, mean, I didn't really mean it. You but. can you can you can still add that element. No, of I like fun the game. I like the game of fight without yeah. without making it coloring pages. And you're not and you're not saying like apple slices in the middle of service. Yeah, I've seen the it, apple no, slices <laughs> in services. Dude, oh, applesauce. dude, how about that? Dude, boxes of raisins in like the yogurt. Maybe some go-gurts. I, I don't like. I think that, that is game. that is another hard line I will draw. 
if anyone brings snacks for their kids into the service, just just stop. Just I, stop. I think so. Someone, I, it's, if it's you know hour, someone dude. who brings a, a, a box of Raisinets into the service, all of these foods that I have said, I have seen people bring yeah. into church services for children. Yeah. And each and every time, I want to slap them out of the children's hands and watch the kids cry. My, my, my biggest thing, wow. Uh, my biggest thing is like, it's an hour long, hour and 30 at the most, right? So like... I, and you know, and people can crucify for this if it ever comes down to me not being able to handle my kid. If you can handle your kid for that long, and they're like four or five, they can watch they, a Disney they, movie they, for that long. Can they? Yes. So I mean, they, that's to me is like there is there's a problem at that point. I'm getting hot thinking about the raisinets now. Well, I mean, <laughs> I got the I got the H the AC on, so hopefully that will help you out. But anyway, let's get back to a little bit more children's church stuff because we're kind of straying away. Not really though. Um, I think another problem that I'm seeing with it is also like they don't, there's no opportunities like presented to the kids to like serve. Yeah. It's like in the church yeah. serve or even like go and like, like, Hey, this is how you share the gospel. That's another way. I guess that's not really serving, but that's something else where it's like, yeah, there's some lessons in it. And I'm not saying again, this is not like across the board. This is just what children's church to me has become what I've seen over the past 31 years of life where I can look and go, okay, I remember when I was in children's church, I remember my brother and I brought up how we actually shared Christ with one of our friends and he became a Christian. And I remember the, the, the leaders of it, they couldn't believe they're like, what you did who like they were freaking out about it. If you bring them to Awana, you get 25 Awana bucks. We did, we did bring them to Awana. Did you get your Awana bucks? I didn't get Awana bucks for it, but I had the most, I was the richest Awana buck holder ever. You were also the quiz champion of the world. Uh, eighth grade regionals champion. Absolutely. Uh, got the gold medal to prove it. Anyway, Look it up. that was in 1974. That was close. Uh, but anyway, I think just I, I, looking at children's church and stuff, it was just like, I, I, I said that they were like amazed at it. And I think a lot of those kids were just kind of like, what? How did you know to even do that? And I'm sitting there like, Aaron, well, my, my brother and I, we we kind of were kids. So we kind of were kids. We were kids. So we kind of used like the kid tactic of we like, kids. of like, of fire and brimstone. We went, yeah. the, we went the hell route with yeah. it. And Steven Anderson again. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I guess we didn't, too bad we didn't know who he was. Um, but anyway, we kind of went that direction and, uh, you know, whatever. But the biggest thing was that everyone kind of came to us and like, well, how did you do like they went to my parents? Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. Like my dad heard the whole thing going on and he just let us roll, which was kind of crazy. I love my dad for that. He just kind of saw his boys and was just like, you know what? I'm gonna let this one ride. Um, <laughs> bold strategy. We'll see how this yeah, we'll one see plays, how it plays out. out. <laughs> and, um, so I appreciate him for that. But like, they, but they never taught us. I learned that from like my grandfather. My grandfather was a missionary in Indonesia. And I learned about like sharing the gospel through him. Because um, we go and hang out with him every summer um, over on the other side of the country. And he was, I don't know why I said it like that. It sounded really cryptic. In California. Yeah. Okay, Victorville. You can't, you can't Beville, say. Beville, baby. Um, but anyway, so we learned it from him. And, um, you know, it. It, it, I think my brother, he was he's pretty good at it. He really is good at sharing the gospel. I think it's one of his like kind of hidden traits that even he's not like fully aware of. Um, but it, it was a great thing. And a lot of the people were just like so impressed. Like, how do your boys know how to do that? Because we were probably like 10 years old, nine years old at yeah. the time. Maybe younger than that. And um, we like 
I was just like, that should be something known by kids. Like, we should yeah. teach them how to spread the gospel. Like, it does, it's not an adult job. It's an everyone. You're a Christian. It's your job to spread the gospel. It's your job to further the kingdom. And then also goes for serving in the church. I mean, the kids, like, I, you know, I see in almost every church, you have those, the entitled kids, you have the, the staffers, the staff kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I never called them that. PKs. I, I learned about this uh, later on, but... Um, but I did notice that at my church when I was a kid, you had the um, pastor's daughter. She told us one time we were playing Foursquare, she could never get out because she's the pastor's daughter. So I promptly walked into her square and just kept playing with her standing there telling me how she was not out. And we just kept playing without her. But um, yeah, fight the power. So, uh, But again, it's like we get this entitlement thing. And that's how Luke's family was kicked out of that's their first true. church. That's very true. So we get this entitlement thing as kids where it's like, well, you know, someone's going to do it. Like, and I think that that kind of, it goes further beyond that when you get older. You're like, well, someone else will do that. Like, I don't yeah. have to do that. So you're not actively in a, like a mindset of, I need to serve because helping the church helps Christ's kingdom. Because we're doing something for our community, and like BBS kids- or for Children's Church. <laughs> Uh, or for you know any kind of ministry in the church, and if they, we're not teaching our kids to do that, you know they grow up and they continue to not serve, yes. and then they're like, "How come the church is not you know doing what I want?" Well, them someone to do? will take care of that for you, right? Yes, yeah, someone else is going to take out the trash, right? Someone else is going to do this. Some, we have someone who does that, and that kind of mentality works for like half a generation, and then everything crumbles. Yeah. And we're not saying you have to, you know, throw your kids to the wolves and say, okay, go witness to that guy in the mall parking lot. Or, hey, Timmy, the HVAC doesn't work downstairs. You mind crawling in? No. (laughs) Taking a look. (laughs) Again, when I did children's church, I would pick some kids, like usually the boys. I would say, okay, hey, can you pray for us? And I would get one of the boys to pray. And as a kid, prayer's hard. Yeah. It can be. You're like scared. It's like, you got to, even nowadays. Yeah. Prayer when we get up is sometimes it can be hard. I like I'm pointing at Jeremiah. Jeremiah doesn't care. He's like, oh, whatever. But like but, me getting up, it's like that. But it's again, it's like learning that it's a conversation with yeah. God. It has nothing to do with what people think about it. So but I would get I would get some of the boys to pray. I would get someone to help. We would do we used to do offering during children's church, and that was usually just, you know, someone would play the piano. It was just kind of a time for us to get everyone settled down. But while we're doing the offering, one of the kids is going to have the offering plate and walk around in case someone has a penny to put in there. Or in one case, a Jolly Rancher. Didn't eat the Jolly Rancher. That <laughs> went in the trash. I'm sorry. But um, oh, man, that poor Jolly do that. Man. If we have a coloring page, hey, you pass out the coloring page, you pass out the crayons. Right. Crayons. Sorry. Crayons. Crayons. I just they, think it's, doing it's, little things like that yeah. prepares them. And it's stuff that it they're does. more than capable of. And it's things that they want to do and they're happy to do. It needs to be like instilled because I think you know, so many people like in our generation. I mean, you're Gen Z. Yeah. Okay. I'm my a generation. Zoomer. I'm sorry. I'm a millennial. Especially my generation. Um, the laziness started there. Gen Z is just exemplifying it more Thanks. and more. Anyway, I kind of like Gen Z. They're pretty spunky. Um, but anyway, like it's like you you when you're a kid and you have like nothing where it's just like you're constantly just like gimme 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 in the church. A man after midnight. <laughs> yeah, let's let's stop. <laughs> No ABBA. No ABBA on this podcast. (laughs) That's right. Anyway, so, like, you just, it's always about you. You, You're going to get what you want. You know, you're going to get the snack. You're going to get the drink. You're going to get the cool show. You're going to watch Veggie Tales. 
you're gonna watch whatever. It's Christmas time, so Which we're gonna get veggie presents. Veggie Tales needs to be an episode at some point because I have problems with them. Oh, you have problems with Veggie Tales? Oh, I got oh problems my with Veggie Gosh, I'm gonna have to start looking me, up. Some me stuff and then. Ken Ham got beef. I don't even know. Someone should call him Ken name. Beef. I do know Ken Ham. Actually, I know that name. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But you know, you're gonna get like that kind of stuff, and then the, and then like later on down the road, it's like, well, you know, like I said, I think that it also builds that. Well, I had fun in church. Now I'm not having fun in church because yeah. my parents make me go to this boring service where I'm not going to listen. I don't care what this guy has to say. I didn't learn any of this before. I don't know what he's talking about. Um, this Jesus guy sounds all right, I guess, but like, who really cares about Paul and all this? What stuff does this have to do about? with me? Yeah, what does that have to do with me? Exactly, selfishness. So it's like, I, again, it's like it, chosen church doesn't really give, or at least when I was a kid, didn't give it. I think that we're doing it a little bit better now, which is great. Um, but it's just one of those things where it's. It's it's and, a very fine line with this like you know we're not gonna make the kids do anything we're gonna just whatever yeah and I, I again I would say of course we can't be talking about every single children's church out there but I would say if the children's church is not something or if the adult church is not something you would want to sit through because you think oh this is kind of just entertainment and there's not really anything going on. How dare you send your kids to that sir to the children's church? Yeah. If the Sunday morning service that is meant for the adults and they specifically uh, section off the children to go do their own thing, that Sunday morning service for the adults is heretical. If it's showmanship, if it's just blase, bland, white bread, wheat toast, then what do you think is going on with your kids? Yeah. There are so many people nowadays who say, oh, I would never send my kids to public school because that's just uh, that's just indoctrination. Of course, I agree with that. But what are they learning in the church that you go to? If you go to church, what are they learning in that church? Is it something that you would stand behind? So you have to be just as vigilant with the children's church as a parent as you would be with the adult church. Right. Because it also, I think it, 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 with that too, with how children's church is actually run— it shows the importance of big church mm-hmm. because if the children's church is like, oh, we're all about fun. We're not learning any kind of doctrine. We're not teaching our kids about Christ. Well, okay, we're teaching them about Christ. We're not like actually getting into anything that's like really more in-depth than surface level. Christ died for us and he rose again. And, you know, you need to say this prayer and, you know, you're saved or whatever. Like we need to get – there's more to it than that. And it's and it there's a very big push that needs to happen to show kids how important church is like this is not this is not something that is just completely like oh you know whatever we can go to church on sundays maybe and blah 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 and i don't really want to go but we'll go it is so important big church is important children's church should exemplify like hey you're going to get to go to big church that's a that's a really good thing that's a fantastic thing and you've learned so much here you're going to learn so much there and i you know, in, in closing, I do want to say that if you are a children's church teacher, minister, pastor, whatever your title is at your church, if you are in that position where you are in charge of those kids, keep fighting the good fight, keep teaching them what they need to learn, doctrine, give them more than stories, give them a foundation for their life, and you don't know where some of those kids are coming from, especially if your church does bus routes or has, you know, someone brings a friend to children's church. You don't know. That might be the only time that they ever yeah. hear the gospel. And if they just get some story about and they come away thinking, oh, yeah, some dude threw a rock at some other dude's head and that was 
for God's glory? Maybe. It's about fun, sure, to an extent, but yeah, the kids, you have especially to give when you have that one opportunity. Special care, right and if you are giving that special care and attention, good on you. Honestly, like the parents should be coming to you and thanking you for what you're doing, because kids tend to listen to other adults more than they listen to their own parents. So if you're a parent, you know, and you know what they're teaching down in that children's church is solid, then. Yeah, go go thank your children's church leader. And if you don't know if they're teaching, go sit in with that children's church yeah, leader. Don't be a creep, but go sit go, in with them. Go, go sit with them. your kids. You're able to do that. That's an okay There's, thing yeah, to do. That's, and if, and they if it's say, not, then that's a big problem. If they say, we'd rather you not be here, it would make us uncomfortable, then take your children and flee. And <laughs> yes. if you get yes. some, again, white bread, milk toast entertainment church, then take your children, maybe talk to the pastor before you do it, and flee. And if you hear good solid preaching that is just at a level more suitable for children then i don't know give them buy them a coffee (laughs) do something thank them because that that ability that they have to give solid doctrine to kids is not something that comes easy it does take study and it takes time because it's easy to learn something at an adult level it's difficult to learn something at a child's Hundred percent. You have four years and, to prove me wrong. Yeah, that's right. Get me, let me send my kid to children's church. And, and I said in closing, like ten minutes ago. But finally, I would say, if you're a children's church leader and a parent does come and sit, if you change anything, yeah, that's that you were wanting right to say. If any sentence, word, comma changes from your outline, which I hope you would have. Because a parent is sitting in there with you, shame on you, quit, turn that ministry over to someone else, beg forgiveness, because you are not fit for that role. No, I don't think you are. And there's a difference between that and nervousness. Everyone yeah. can be nervous for that. Yeah. But if you you're can be nervous changing, and say the same thing. Right, but, but if, if you are altering it because horrendous. of a parent, yes. shame on you. Absolutely. Then, yeah. Sure. On that uppity, up, up, on that great <laughs> uppity, upbeat, no, you know, Jeremiah, wonderful. we did it. I hope. First episode. If if the gain is wrong on this one again, we're gonna I'm breaking right the kneecaps with a hammer. Uh, we're, right, as, right as we're done with this completely, we're going to And if you delete this. it, I'm breaking the other kneecaps. That's what we thought I did last time, but it was really the gain. We did it. People said, we don't. It, Remember, they said, don't do it. it you, no one wants to hear you talk. And that's probably Everyone right. said and I couldn't do it. That's probably right. They probably don't want to hear and you And I did it. But you know what? We do it for free. We do it for you. You guys can follow us on Twitter. Uh, Twitter handle is at F underscore O underscore Y underscore W. Okay. Um, first off, you're wrong. There will be a TikTok. I don't care about Instagram. Um, I don't. What was the other thing that we could possibly do? I was thinking about the other day. I don't really care. There's too many social media things out there. I think Twitter and TikTok are the best things to find us on. Obviously, you can find us here, your favorite podcast host. Um, we're going to try to get this out weekly, which is great. But like I said, I think this was a great success. We're just two dudes, man. We're just talking. We're just riffing. We're looking at problems. We're not solving anything, I would say. But at least we get to talk about it, maybe get you to thinking, and maybe you can come up with a solution. And uh, you can you know, send us a, a tweet or something. Yeah, tweet this, at us. Yeah, tweet at us and give us solutions. You can give us ideas for the show. Um, but with that, we will see you next time.